what's out there. That's why I'm a girl. Hi, and welcome back to Wild Dream, where we give you the freshest takes on the latest movies. My name is David. And my name's Daniel. And yes, we are giving you the freshest takes, but today, not on the latest movies. Sure not. Ooh, so we are doing- you. We got your ass, dude. You <laughs> fell for that. <laughs> we're here to give you some fresh takes on some old movies, uh, because we're starting a new series of- Yee! Episodes. We're excited, if you can't tell. We're excited. We're, we're super excited. We are starting a new- Series. A new series, a new style, a new form of episode, and this series is going to be called The Best, Best Movies, Movies We've, We've Never, Never Seen. Seen. And this is a segment based on a topic discussion that we have uh, come across a couple times and we've brought up a couple times on the pod before that me and Daniel essentially have a list of movies that are the best movies we've never seen, meaning these are critically acclaimed movies that are really well known and have been recommended to us a dozen times and everybody's like, you've never seen that? What the fuck? You've never seen that? Oh my God. You, you guys review movies you've never even fucking seen this? <laughs> Well, guess what, motherfucker? Now we have. Now we have. Now we have. So that's the whole point of this series. And let's tell them what we are starting off this series with an absolute banger. And again, you guys are all going to go, wait, you guys have never seen this? You guys have never seen this? Oh, my God. I'm not listening anymore. You lost a listener. You Good lost job, a listener. Yeah, fuck you. But guess what? We have seen it now. So we have, you have seen to it listen. Now. You have to listen. So to catch ourselves up, we took one of these movies from our list and watched it. And that movie is... Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury Road. Road. Yes, we've never seen Mad Max. We've never seen Mad Max Fury Road. We've never seen Mad Max Payne. We've never seen <laughs> Mad Max and Ruby. We've never seen Mad Max's big day. Mad big, Max big, Keeble's big move. Mad Max Keeble's big move. <laughs> it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Mad Max Keeble's big move. Fuck. Should have lied. Should have lied. Remember that kid, man. He's not in anything anymore. Alex D. Linz. He was in everything. Well, he got de-linsed. Oh! <laughs> he, he can't be in front of a lens anymore. He got Alexed. Is, is that just as funny? Hey, guys. The only drops we have today are going to be... And a little bit of... And maybe a couple of... Yeah. And don't forget an absolute classic. So get used to them. That's right. We do have some technical errors and issues today, but... Get over it. Get over it. Because we guess got, what? You, we didn't even have this technology in 2015. We didn't. And this technology did not exist it in 2015. It didn't exist. And why, why are we mentioning 2015? Well, that's because that is when Mad Max Fury Road was released. And yes, this is one that we missed. This was in... A bunch of categories at the Oscars, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I mean, I remember when it came out, it being like promoted as just a massive movie. Like it's a movie yeah. with hundreds of actors and the most expensive, you know, action sequences. And just the scale of the movie was just so insane. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's like toted with the cinematography and the color, you know, grading and everything that was like so stylistic about the movie. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, why we never saw it, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we didn't have any friends. Maybe it's because uh, maybe it's because we didn't have any money to go to the theater at the time. Um, but now, I don't have no money. I'm a baby. Now <laughs> things have changed because now we have a podcast. That's right. We still don't have any friends. Yeah, I don't have friends, and we definitely don't have any money. We do not have money because we watched this on our mom's HBO account. We did. 
<laughs> so, Matt but, and have, Max, but, but a podcast, but we have we a podcast. podcast. We do this uh, podcast, and we were like, our, but here's what we do have. We have listeners. Mad Max Fury Road comes out in 2015. Here's a fun thought experiment for you, Dave. Where where were you at in life in 2015? What did life look like for did Mr. David? Oh boy. Um, well, I was yeah, when this movie came out, I was just finishing up my junior year of high school. <laughs> Youngin'. Um which, which means I was still I was I was just getting over theater, just like being done with theater. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I mean, you don't want to be a thespian, no? And Why? With quite likable people. <laughs> well, I enjoyed <laughs> acting and I enjoyed theater. I just didn't uh, fully enjoy. Here, here's the thing about high school, um, most, Texas high school, especially. especially Texas high school. Whatever it is that you do in high school, you do that all the time. If it's theater, you do theater all the time. You go to rehearsal in the morning, you go to rehearsal in the evening, you have a class during the day in which you're rehearsing. If you play football, you go to practice in the morning, you have practice during the day, you go to practice after school. It doesn't matter what you do. It's whatever extracurricular thing you do, that's what you do all the time. So the reason why I wasn't successful in football or theater is that I didn't like the people I was doing that with. If you have to spend all of your time with those people and you don't get along with them very well, uh, it's pretty miserable. So that's what was going on with me at the end of junior year. And I was like, okay, I got to find the thing at this fucking point in, in uh, right before I finish this thing uh, where I'm okay with being around the people. So what I did instead was I just joined a different organization called Business Professionals of America, got my friends that I was already friends with, forced them to do it with me. And then I got to spend all my time with them and had a pretty good senior year. Um, and I think that's what I was so focused on. I didn't go see Mad Max. Yeah, you all this time you didn't carve out any time for Mad Max. I sure did not, and I think that at the time I was like, I think I was interested in going to go see it. This wasn't one that I was like fading on purpose or anything like that. Um, but I also was like, I mean, I don't know, it's it can't be that fucking good. Yeah, I had memories of the like Mel Gibson Mad Maxes, like just faded memories um, from when I was a kid. But I don't remember pretty much anything from it, and. Yeah, this seemed like some kind of revival of George Miller, and he's back, and now there's a female protagonist, which was big back then. Um, back then, 2015. <laughs> yeah, now now it's like if you don't have a female protagonist, your movie gets fucking canned. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for asking me where I was in 2015. I was working at Pizza Hut, so get fucked, society. How about that? Do you remember when Pizza Hut used to have drivers Pizza that Hut. were on staff at Pizza Hut? They just, didn't work for another I was company. Just, just about to say that. I, I have a I had a job that is now a relic, a delivery driver that belongs to the restaurant itself. Uh, and a crazy thing about it is I actually made pretty good money. I really did. I was there for like a year and a half, maybe two years, something yeah. like that. And uh yeah, so I was working at Pizza Hut. I was uh, very, very unhealthy, <laughs> believe it or not, <laughs> working at Pizza Hut and getting free food all the time. I uh, was about one year removed, so like, or not removed, I was one year away from moving out of my house for the first time. Um, so still living at home in the hometown, just doing a bunch of dumb shit. I had dropped out of college at this point, so I was just doing nothing. I was just working and doing bullshit and uh which again means i should have been able to go see mad max fury road i had nothing but time and money and you know whatever and you know here's <sighs> here's an interesting um i was such a loser <laughs> here's an interesting little tidbit about where daniel was uh, at this point in our life so i in my junior year i had 
a teacher that Daniel also had when he was in high school. And uh, this teacher loved me and hated Daniel, as did every teacher I had um, that had me and Daniel. And but then all the students loved me and hated David. That's true. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, a complete opposite with the yeah. Um, and so, oh man, the people. What can I say? <laughs> fuck the ops. Fuck the police. <laughs> you know what though? I I don't know if I've told this like this an- anecdote on the pod, but I, I you guys ever seen like those movies where there's like it's a it's a sports movie. And there's a guy and he's the little brother and they're like, are you going to be the star quarterback of this team? Like your brother was, he's one of the best players we've ever seen. That <laughs> if was, it wasn't for that injury. If it wasn't for that injury, he'd be, he'd be the best. And then like his older brother's like, come on, man, you got to get better. Whatever. <laughs> that was me, but with musical theater, they were like, are you going to sing and dance the way your brother did? He was one of the best we've ever had. We were so sure he was gay. We I mean, were, we were so <laughs> sure he was gay. He was so good. We were shocked to find out he wasn't gay. We were like, so disappointed we were like when he the, said he was straight. They were like the talent, the, the, you know, everything just exuded that he was gay. <laughs> My actual high school yeah. life. And Everyone like, thought I was gay and or a stoner. And I was like, I'm so neither. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the point I was going to get to was that with this, with this other teacher was this other teacher, I remember he told me, he goes, you know, I always just picture your brother just sitting at home all day playing video games, eating junk food and smoking weed. And I said, no, he doesn't smoke weed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty, I mean... <laughs> That's literally what I imagined when I was talking about 2015. I'm like, oh shit. But I think what it, what is important too is 2015. That's that's a really good era in terms of me discovering film. Um, obviously, I've, I've I've talked ad, na- ad nauseum at this point about how uh, Requiem for a Dream when I was in like 2008 was the first time I ever saw that movie, and that's what kind of changed everything. But this like my college years, the, these like 2012 to 20. 16 kind of that four year uh, period I was discovering all kinds of different I mean this is when I was discovered Gaspar Noé and was like French you know extremist <laughs> type stuff and yeah, at, at just really experimental shit you don't think this has anything to do with coinciding with you discovering the Pirate Bay either do you <laughs> uh, no comment and uh, but you know then it's this, wiped it's wiped it doesn't even exist anymore this was so. a kind of a seed because you know one of my best friends in high school uh, JC was a filmmaker and he and I would towards the end of high school and a little bit uh, after high school would go to the Angelica, uh, the cool little movie theater Ugh. in Dallas. There's one in Plano too, but uh, the Dallas one is when we went to. And uh, they would always place. have cool artsy movies and we would see all that. That's where I saw Another Earth, Tree of Life. Uh, uh, we saw the big short there. We Again, Spotlight. this is also in that kind of era, right. if I remember correctly. So yeah, we just, we saw, uh, this was just a good era for discovering movies. So I think maybe that's why Mad Max didn't appeal to me because it was just a blockbuster. But then when I, at least it looked that way. And then when it started getting so much buzz in the Oscars, I was like, oh shit, is this like actually a good movie? I thought it was just a popcorn flick. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? It's funny because that's, that's going to be a big part of this series is I think a lot of these movies kind of fall in that same realm where it's like, we were like, oh, it doesn't seem like it's for me. And they're like, Jesus Christ, everyone loves this movie. And then mm-hmm. it's like, Something, something, something. Oh shit! I forgot to watch that. You know. So, um, and and again, not all of the movies in this series are going to be movies that neither of us have seen. Some of them, one of us has seen, and the other one hasn't. So, yeah. But uh, for this one, we just wanted to start out with a, with a banger and one that we neither of us has ever seen. So let's get into it. Mad Max Fury, Fury Road. Road in 2015. Now this has been out for a while, obviously. So this is not going to be uh, as in depth as our usual reviews. But we do want to just go ahead and talk about it uh, kind of loosey-goosey is uh, the scientific term. And um, 
What's interesting about the plot for this movie is that there is not one. So the, <laughs> there, there's no way to do a spoiler-free talk for this episode. Can I just say that? Like, you, if you're like, I really like the explosions. Fuck, that's ninety percent of the fucking movie. <laughs> it's like this movie is more like going on a roller coaster. Um, it's not. Yeah. It's not the Yosemite Sam ride from Six Flags over Texas where there's a whole story and characters that you don't want to spoil. This is more like the Titan where it's like, oh, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to be, to get, <laughs> that was the worst analogy ever. My, my kid brain just took over my nostalgia brain. So uh, all that to say, we're just going to go ahead and dive this. We're going to dive into this spoiler talk the whole way through. So here's the plot of this movie. Here we there's go. There's a bunch of people in this is a dystopian future, which yeah. I feel like there's a lot of shit in this movie that doesn't get explained at all, which I think is fine because it's like if they did explain it, it'd be out of it'd be out of character for them because they just live in this world. So why would they be talking about how things work? Yeah. You know, um, but at the same time, I feel like maybe it has to do like it was explained in the older movies and we just didn't see those. And so maybe yeah. it's like, oh, if you didn't see him, fuck you, you know, whatever. Yeah. There might be a connection in lore and stuff that we didn't have. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, well, maybe we'll find out in part two. But the, the this is dystopian future. And here's the here's the plot of the entire movie. There's a bunch of people and they're like, we got to go to this place. And then there's a bunch of people like, no, we don't want you to go to that place. And then they get there and they're like. All right, let's turn back around and go back. And then the other people are like, fuck, don't go back. But then they do go back. And, and then, then they go back. That's the end. That's that the is movie. literally the movie. That's the entire movie. We, we gotta all got to go this place. And then the other characters go, don't go there. And they go, we got to go back. And they go, don't go back. And they go. <laughs> yeah. Two, two hours, this movie. Two hours. <laughs> two fucking hours. And the, this movie, the... Opening sequence is pretty intense, you know, and I think there's a lot of stuff that's like, damn, CGI. We always think like, oh, we've had the best CGI ever for 10 years. And we keep forgetting that it's actually actually is getting better every year. So like this movie, yeah. I'm sure is like well renowned for some of the CGI that's in it. And, you know, obviously it's more well renowned for the practical effects. Yeah. The actual stunt coordination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even then I was just like, man, that shit looked dated. Like I was like, damn, I guess it has been almost 10 years. Like, we're two years removed from a decade of this movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time. So, I'm like, man, it's it's hard to remember that we've actually come a long way even since then. Um, like, 2015 feels like yesterday. Uh, and so, yeah, some of the stuff is like, okay, it's a little bit dated. And uh, the dystopian future thing is, um, it's very interesting. I'll say that. I think whenever you do a dystopian future, it, you have this problem with, like, what do you do differently from every other dystopian future thing? You know, mm. because they it, it's at a certain point, it all feels the same. Every zombie movie is the same. Every, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of thing. Um, but then also it's like, if you do too much, well then, you know, it looks more like fucking star Wars, you know, than it does like a dystopian future. And I think this one leans more towards the latter. Like this one leads more towards, Oh, government systems and corruption and, you know, that type of shit. As opposed to like survival, where like the Book of Eli, I think, is like a good mix. I think the Book of Eli is probably my favorite dystopian future. Um, so this opening sequence, I think mine's the road. The road is up there too. Yeah, um, but yeah. So th I like the bleak shit. Just like bleak. The, oh, because the Book of Eli was happy go lucky. Fuck you, bro. They're like throwing grenades and shit. No. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's fucking. I guess the Book of Eli too much of an action movie. Quite literally has a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. 
the dystopian future that they show at the beginning of this movie, it's very interesting. They don't explain a lot. The visuals are very intense or whatever. But once we get started on the plot of this movie, it, it gets really like the opening sequence, I guess, from the main character who is uh, Charlize Theron and her name is Furioso. Fury, and then she's on the Fury Road. And I thought, I was like, was she like the the tag? And then they were like, we got to go on the Fury Road. I was like, oh, fuck. They actually call it that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she is. Uh, working for the main guy, the the bad guy who is in charge of the government. And uh, instead of doing what he asked her to do, she's actually going off in, into the Fury Road and just heading east instead of wherever the fuck she was supposed to go. Now, there's three areas that exist in this dystopian future. These are okay. their space. These are their areas. There's a space. There are areas. There's Bullet Town. This is where they make bullets. There's Gas Town. This is where they make gasoline. And then there's Mommy Milker's Town. <laughs> and this is where they milk all the mommies and have mother's milk everywhere. Uh, these are the three most necessary commodities in a dystopian future. Everyone knows this. You need bullets, you need gas, you need mommy milkers. <laughs> you need mommy milkers. Um, and then they also have water. Uh, that's pretty nice. Um, so she works for Mommy Milker Town. And she's supposed to be going to Bullet Town and Gas Town, but she doesn't go to Bullet Town and Gas Town. She goes to a fourth unknown area. Whoa, with a bunch uh, of motorcycles. With a bunch of motorcycles and cars and stuff. And here's the issue with this opening sequence. I know I've said this like 10 times. I'm actually going to get to it now. Okay. <laughs> Once she leaves and she is being chased by the mommy milkers bad guys. Because she's not supposed to be going where she's supposed to go. She's going rogue. And it turns out she's smuggling like five of the wives of the bad government guy. Um, and he sends everybody after her. There's like this huge action sequence that I think goes on for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and it is so much. It is so many dust flying explosions and cars and running into things and throwing things and gasoline and spilling and cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts and, cuts and action and blah, blah, blah. Like it's so much that it it becomes boring. Is that weird to say? Do you get what I'm trying to say by that? Yeah, it starts to bleed into each other. So it's like the wallpaper of action. Yeah. And it's like uh, if, if things are blowing up every single second and every, it's like no, then nothing. Like I, I think we should go ahead and mention up front too that we both thought, man, there should be gore in this. Yeah, that's very important. There is not much blood or gore at all in this movie, but there's people exploding, getting ran over, stabbed. And it's just, there's no real payoff or result. And I, I so it feels like off, everyone's an NPC. Exactly. If that makes sense. It's like, like we came off of no the, this, this horror sequel, you know, series. And then we did a Thanksgiving special with the best, some of the best gore we've seen. And then, you know, so it's like now we're coming back to, you know, this movie from 2015 that was marketed towards the masses. So it's got to be available to everyone. And yeah. therefore they can't go too hard on the gore. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's kind of a bummer that, yeah, I think that it detracts from the action because there is no cool finishing scene or finishing move. Uh, yeah. It's not a satisfying. It's something that you would want from a, this is a dystopian future, like even like Book of Eli, you know, to bring that one up again, that has gore in it, you know? Yeah. So like that is like, I feel like that's part of an element that you would want from this. And I think because that element doesn't exist, it feels less like a, cool and you know thrilling dystopian future movie and more just like fast and furious with dust 
So it, it's just my point about this opening sequence is, like I said, there's just, there are so many things that are going on nonstop that to a certain point, I'm like, OK, let's just OK. The same. Another car. Cool. Explodes. Another car. Cool. Explodes. Another car. Cool. Explodes. And like to the point of where I'm also telling Daniel, like early on in the movie, I'm like, OK, here's going to be an issue. I don't know who the good guy cars are and who the bad guy cars are anymore. Like, yeah, I'm like, they, yeah, they, everyone looks the same. Everyone's brown, metal, dusty. Yeah. <laughs> so it is hard to distinguish characters for sure. Um, in the same breath, the character design is actually really, really cool in this movie. I love the way that the main villain looks. He looks badass, even though he's old and decrepit and... Like yeah, the, the, he has like a, a suit on to make him look like he's not a yeah, fuck. I kind of like that. It shows like it's all front and, yeah, I, and how like, vain he his, is. His very first introduction is just the, the, a shot of his back, and he has a bunch of bulbous, large skin tags and just gross, like yeah. kind of leprosy look. I mean, he looks completely weathered. But then they put the suit on him. He has this cool mask, and he's got this hair and this paint. And so I like that. Uh, I like just how wild and crazy they go with the character designs, especially all of his little minions. Yeah, and this is something that was very highly toted about the movie, you know, while it was being promoted. Um, And the the, the, one of the things I'm not a fan of in this movie is all of the voices. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like everyone had the same voice. It's just a British accent where they go like this. (laughs) that's the whole movie that's that's everyone talking one of the other characters in this movie is this is my least favorite character um of all time of all time (laughs) no it's my least favorite character in this movie and uh i i feel like you could you could have his name's max you could have cut his entire character and i think it honestly would have just made the movie better it's the character that's played by nicholas holt Holt, Halt, however you say it. Um, you Renfield. Uh, <laughs> Renfield. And the menu. The thing is, is that his. Yeah, that's the thing is like we've seen him in so many things lately that seeing him in this older movie where it's such a character, you know, that it's weird because I don't really see him as this character. I just see him as Nicholas Halt. And so it's like. Uh, I don't know. Like it's an extremely stylized character where he's supposed to be a minion, you know, where he looks and acts just like all of the other, you know, extras in the movie, but he's supposed to be a main character and have all these lines and be the, all this serious thing. And it's just, I don't know. It just didn't land for me. Like I just didn't believe him as this thing at all. And, um, it, and again, his voice, like him and fucking Tom Hardy speak the exact same, you know, and it's just grunting and you know, whatever. And it just sounds fake. You know, it doesn't sound legitimate. It doesn't sound authentic or whatever to this this world that they've built. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the, it, his character starts out. His, his character is supposed to be the one with the character arc where he starts as a bad guy and ends as a good guy. But this, the, it's not an arc. It's not it's not like throughout the movie. It's not a you know, he goes up and then, you know, like it's not a curve up, you know, whatever. It's a fucking straight line. It's it's just like you know what I'm saying. Like if you if you were to graph his uh, his you know thing, it wouldn't be a slow gradual progression. It's just bad 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 bad, and then just a straight line up. Okay, now he's good. It's like it's like a fucking switch instead of a an arc, um, and that bothered me a lot. 
he is introduced as, you know, one of the minions and he's obsessed with the bad guy and the bad guy is going to help him get to Valhalla is the big thing they keep talking about. Mad Max is insane and he doesn't, he's the main character. I mean, he's like, it's, it's a cool the name, main character. The name's, the movie is named after him, but he does, he's, I don't know if he's the main character. It's mostly Charlize. Charlize is the main character. But that's the thing. It's like, this is named after Max. He's in all, every scene. You know what I'm saying? He's Pretty in much, everything. Yeah. And he does not have much dialogue at all. I think all. he speaks like four times in the movie. So, yeah, uh, yeah he's a very silent, peaceful, whispering uh, guide in this movie. But yeah, like you said, it's not really his story. It's just To not. be fair, there's like five pieces of dialogue in the whole movie. So, you know. He's kind of like The bad the, guy does more talking than the rest of them. That's true. It's just he's a kinda, bunch of explosions. He's kind of the, the handyman. He's like... Gus from Holes. Uh, I, I can thought, fix I, that. Is that his name? Yeah. Well, I don't think his name is Gus on um, <laughs> on his, the show that he's on on Psych. Oh shit! Is it not Gus in the movie? No, I don't think so. It's just interesting the way that he. It seems like he's. I don't know what the right term is. Uh, you probably would. Is it Deus Ex Machina? You say that a lot. It's like anytime, anytime in something goes wrong, he's like, "I fixed it." Yeah, he's like, "I yeah, got yeah. it." Yeah, that he is kind of like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, is that the stakes in this movie are like, it feels like the stakes in this movie are low tier. And the reason why I say that is it's like, well, if they don't get away, those guys are going to kill them. But meanwhile, we're watching people die nonstop. So like, how bad could death possibly possibly be? Um, and then like you get introduced to a bunch of these characters from Charlize Theron's home. And, you know, it's all women. And a lot of them are like super old, like 70s, 80s, you know, and then they all get killed within like like. So, you know, the whole movie is they're all moving towards one place and the place that they're going to is Charlize Theron's home. And then they get there and they're like, and it's really funny because it's called the green place. It's called the green place. So we know it's going to have it's going to have grace. <laughs> I, I just think it's funny because all right, let, let me t- let me tell you why this is funny, that this is called the green place. OK, this movie has. A clearly physically disabled son of the bad guy who looks incredibly different from everyone else. They have face paint and they spray a bunch of spray, silver spray paint on their mouth as like, it reminds me of Octane from Apex Legends, if anyone's a gamer. And um, uh, so it just like kind of juices them up and makes them go, go, go. And they have a guy who is suspended from a bunch of wires who just plays guitar. They have a... Former WWE wrestler wearing what looks like a jock strap on his head. They have so and with the, like and a jetpack on his with back. With a jetpack on his back. Here's some of the names of the characters. It, this will help too. So you got Furiosa, of course. You have Max Rocket Rocketansky. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is in this movie, and her character's name is Toast the Knowing. <laughs> uh, the bad guy is Immortan Joe. You have Rictus Erectus. <laughs> you have. Someone named Capable. You have someone named Cheeto the Fragile. But when it, but where are we going? The Green Place. <laughs> right. Why did your creativity go out the window for the Green Place? To be fair, though, the Green Place is as creatively named as the Bullet Town and, gu- and Gas Town. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it geography that stumps them? Yeah. They're like, I want my name to be Condor the Hat Man. And uh, I live in 
sand. <laughs> <laughs> I live in sand town. Sand, sand place. I don't know why it's just so interesting to me. It's it's funny because what, every time they drop the name of the, the thing, I'm like, what is it called? What's the green place called again? And it's like, oh, it's called the green place. Yeah. I don't know why it's so weird. Like that, yeah, that's all it was. It and just sticks course, out. Because yeah, the whole movie is like, like the movie is famously orange. Like I think, you know, yeah, like, that too. so it's like, oh, the green place. Oh, it's going to be the one place that has fucking grass or whatever. Grass and water. And um, yeah, so obviously they find all of the people from her hometown or whatever. And they're like, yeah, the green place is fucking gone, bitch. It's been gone. Like you can't possibly live in this world and think that it was still green here. You dumb bitch. And, uh, which yeah. as an audience member, we were like, I mean, obviously you yeah. thought this was the still- whole, the whole time. I'm like, there's no way there's no fucking way. They're just going to, Oh, it's going to be green everywhere where they go. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and so obviously that's not what happens, but my point about this is this, the, when I say the stakes feel really low, what I mean is like you get introduced to all these characters and how much they mean to the main character. And she's like screaming and crying and they have this really dramatic sequence where she's like grieving the loss of her home, you know, whatever. And, you know, you get introduced like to all these, uh, the elders of her community and then they're like, all right, well, we got to go back to where we came from, you know, and go take the Citadel or whatever. And, um, Within like one minute of them going back on the road, every all of the old people get killed. I'm just like, oh my, okay, well, what like the stakes in this movie are you guys might die. And it's like, well, you guys just fucking kill people off willy nilly. It's kind of messed up. Charlize Theron's character just roped them in and then they died. Yeah, immediately. And it's like, yeah, okay, well, you know, they, <laughs> they could have stayed where they were. Yeah, they were chilling. Been. And it's like, bro, they lived to be like 70, 80 in a fucking dystopian society. They were <laughs> yeah. killing it. Yeah, they were, they were having a great time. They had it figured out. And yeah, <laughs> and you were like, mm, you guys want to go do the most dangerous thing we've ever fucking done? Um, but yeah, and it's like, you'll be fine. Oh, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. It, it's, I want, Sorry. I would love to go like in depth and talk about like the problem with this movie is there's not like a lot of cool kills. Every kill is someone got a bomb thrown at their car and they yeah. blew up. You uh, know? Tons of people getting ran over. Like, yeah. And just getting ran over. So this, the, the kills in the movie are the same every single time essentially. Yeah. And, and you, again, no, not there's like one scene with some blood. So it's like, yeah, yeah. No blood, no gore, no, but there, yeah. there is one kill that's actually really fucking cool. And it's when they get the main bad guy and the way that they get the main bad guy is they hook a wire. They have all just wires and hooks and <laughs> sharp things all around and they hook a wire thing that's attached to another, believe it or not, car and uh, they hook it onto the mask that's on his face. And then they like hit the brakes and then it just rips his entire fucking face off. And that's like the most gore that's in the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and that kills like really badass. Um, the uh, part of the reason why I talk about the, why I hate Nicholas Holt's character so much is uh, like I said, his character is a bad guy at the beginning of the movie. He wants to capture the girls and give them back to uh, the main bad guy to breed the breeders to breed them. Uh, and then he's like, has a sequence where he messes up in front of him and he's like, oh, damn, now he's not going to let me back. He has, I swear to God, guys, one interaction with one of the women and they're just immediately in love. And now he's changed this his entire is, life. This was the worst. Guy meets one woman. <laughs> this is the worst part of the movie, in my opinion, was this weird, unnecessary, forced, romantic, will they, won't they shit like but that's the thing is it's like it's With, not even a will they won't they it's immediately they will they will like it's just two side characters that no one gives a that fuck no about. one cares about and I, they're just like 
and she's just like, okay. And here's another thing. This was she's immediately forgiving of him too. She's immediately like, oh, don't worry about it. And then she like touches his lips, like he's an attractive human being that someone would want to be with. He looks <laughs> like a fucking minion. He's a, like. I, I, I meanwhile, she. Meanwhile, she just like all of the girls. This is so important. And I hate dystopian. This. Okay, dystopian future. <laughs> uh-huh. Everything is dirt, dirt and sand, That's dirt it. and sand. Their hair is perfect. They have perfect makeup on. They're, dude, <laughs> they did this, their eyebrows. This they got their contour on. They got it. This is the worst part about it. And I don't know why this one bothered me more than anything else. Like the hair, the faces, the clothes. They're wearing white clothes that are still white. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't fucking understand. This is the one that bothered me more than anything else. And I noticed it in the scene where she's talking to him. She puts her hand on his face and her fucking fingernails are perfectly clean. Yeah, like, I didn't understand it the whole movie. I mean, we watched this with Taylor, and Taylor said, does she have lip gloss on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I think she does. Like, really, just complete full face of makeup, and everyone's so hot. Uh, I don't know. It's just, it didn't make, I hate this in movies. The teeth are perfectly white and everything, yep. too. I'm like, no way. No chance. I don't know why. It just really takes me out of the world. It's a, I'm, so, I'm supposed to be suspending my disbelief, and I can't. I can see why that would be a part of the road that you would really appreciate is that they look fucking horrific. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, That's why the bathing in the ocean scene is like the most famous scene from that movie, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just, not just cause of dad, butt. this is obviously <laughs> not ooh, hashtag dad, but the, the, um, it's not just this movie too. I think that's why it's so frustrating. This is a common thing where it's yeah. like, oh, they got fucking and eyeliner it, out there. Get the fuck out of and here. And it's what part of the thing that takes, like, I know you're saying like takes you out of the, the world of it, but it's also like, it's what reminds you that this is not a high quality movie. This is a blockbuster. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like that, that's the type of details that take a movie from an actually legit, really good movie that should be critically acclaimed and should be well-renowned and just makes it some dumb fucking action movie. And Mm. that's really frustrating for me because, again, this is a movie that is on our list as supposed to be one of the best movies we've never seen because of how well it's talked up. But it's like, how much fucking different is this movie than Fast and Furious? Oh, I thought that multiple times in this movie. I was like, this is Fast and the Furious in the desert. That's all it is, The man. only thing that they do better is that they don't have these 10-minute scenes of walking around a garage reminiscing about family. Yeah, so, at least they don't <laughs> pretend to have a plot exactly. the way that, that Fast like, and Furious does. I respect this way more than that. Um, obviously, but yeah, no, there's plenty of times where I was like, I, I swear to God, I'm expecting a cutaway to Dom in his car going like, Joe, you're a go, <laughs> you know, whatever. But, uh, and yeah. it's just Joe Biden's like, what? <laughs> I'm be right there, Fox. <laughs> we gotta get this Mad Max to make him happy again. We're gonna make him happy. Yeah. It's just, it, it's so close to these other movies that are dog shit. But at the same time, I can see why it separates itself for sure. But I don't think it separates itself as much as it got credit for separating itself. Yeah, like if you if you if the spectrum is you know from I don't know if you if you would do like separate this movie as a dystopian movie or separate it as an action movie. But either way, if if the spectrum for the dystopian movie is you have you know uh, Fast and Furious on one end, and then you have The Road or Book of Eli or something like that on the other end, it's way closer to you know, the Fast and Furious side than, than the other. And even if you do the same thing, you talk about action movies. Okay, well, if Fast and Furious is on one end and The Raid is on the other, you know, it's way closer to Fast and Furious. 
because this movie, like even even fucking Baby Driver is a more exciting and, and you know, a uh, uh, fun car movie than than mm-hmm. what you would see from Fast and Furious and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it's just like it, it, because it, not only does it miss on the elements of dystopian future by having this bullshit perfectly clean people and uh oh it's all about stylistic and less about world building and less about consistency and less about these things and more about just action and craziness and how you know eccentric can we get but it also misses on the action part of it because it's just explosion 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 car flip car flip car to car jump from car to car car flip jump from car to car car flip jump yeah (laughs) it's like the same boring car sequence over and over and over again that you don't get the cool kills you don't get the gore you don't get a lot of fighting and not to mention on top of that you have it's just all guns. Bing, 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 bing. Gun, 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 gun. And harpoons. And harpoons. It's like, <laughs> listen, you can do cool gun so sequences. Guns. We learned this from uh, from John Wick. You know what I'm saying? There are ways to do guns, but this is just blindly shooting. I, like, there's no difference between this movie in terms of the car gun violence than fucking the first 20 minutes of Silent Night. <laughs> yeah, just spraying, spraying, missing. Yeah, the, just, uh, just two cars standing right next to each other, just spraying g- bullets into each other and they're just not hitting anything. And it's kind of a cop-out, again, because if you had different wouldn't this help distinguish the clans a little bit more like each of their different groups is if they had different weapon styles oh yeah instead of that's they all good, had guns that's something that they've done in other action movies like this yeah i've always know? liked that the distinguish the distinguishability of different factions in movies like this and you could even like, i think video games are a good example of this too you know like yeah. if you look at like fallout it's like that's a one where they do that too where like every yeah. different town has different types of enemies and different types of weapons and stuff like that yeah. you know it's like yeah it makes things more interesting yeah, well, I, I really was missing that a lot in this movie. And I, I understand from a logical standpoint, if you want to say that they all have kind of have access to the same resources, it's kind of hard to distinguish yourself. I get that. Uh, but well, like I said, when like, why have, do the, all of their cars have to be black? Like, <laughs> you know, but like, like, like I was saying, it's like when you have a, a guy suspended from wires playing guitar on a, on the front of one of these cars, you can be a little, you can let go of logic a little bit. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're, you're going way off the walls in terms of eccentricity. You can have, yeah. uh, these guys like to use ninja stars instead or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause remember when they well, first they, they ran into and, the motorcycle guys? Yes. Yeah. I was so like, this oh, was, this is cool. They're kind of aerial. They have exactly. an aerial attack. They have this aerial attack with these, uh, motorcycles and they perfectly built their like territory to be, you know, that type of, you know, style. They get the high ground. They get the high ground. And then they're the only ones who do anything different for the rest of the movie. Right. Everyone else is the same. Just ramming big cars into yeah. other big cars. So I guess if you're, if you are looking for just a demolition derby, like here you go. Um, but yeah, there's just so Even much Twisted person. Metal has more personality. But <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, haven't seen the, which the, I'm talking about the video game. I haven't seen the, the show. <laughs> yeah. But that that's funny you say that. Cause that's what we kept saying. We were like, this should be a video game, which I know they made a Mad Max video game after this, but I'm talking like they need to legit take their time, have a whole studio, like a real big studio work on it type of video game. They need an open world Mad Max video. Game. Yes, exactly. And then maybe the old one, I, I don't remember Obviously, what wasn't that great because no one's talking about it. But I do remember them them making one. But I was like, man, if if they could make the scale feel as big as this movie, this would be so fun to play. But it is not very fun to watch. It just isn't. Um, So, yeah, it it does get you do get fatigued with this stuff. And I also got so when we're talking about this. 
what what separates it from other action movies and so on and so forth. There is clearly a specific style to this movie that is that has moments where it's like, wait, what? Why was that filmed that way? But I think it's bad. If they like, like I don't like playing. I don't. So uh, early on in the movie, they have these random shots of Max remembering things in his head. And the way it's filmed is so odd and old school looking. Like it looks like some characters are in front of a green in screen, front of a green and screen. then just like digitally placed into the exactly shot. like yeah. pose like uh, yeah. And it just looks so off putting. And there's a sequence where they're running through a tunnel, and it happens to like two or three of his memories. And I'm like, this looks like shit. Like what? Like and it looks. That's part of what I was talking about when there's like some dated stuff. Like it looks yeah. like like just we didn't have access to good technology to do this. And I'm like, oh, maybe you didn't. It, for me, it's hard to to give movies, even movies like this that are like we said, almost a decade old. It's hard for me to give them as much leeway because of Game of Thrones. I was like, Game of Thrones was already out, so no excuses. <laughs> like that movie has like or that show is just such a huge scale and has some of the best CGI I've ever seen. Um, so to have a movie that came out while that show Wait, was Khaleesi was a CGI. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that she, that actress doesn't exist. Oh my God. That's all AI. That's all AI. Well, it was enough for me. Uh, there's also a lot of these kind of very wiggly, quick zooms into people's faces as they're driving. There's something very theatrical and over the top about all of the performances at least almost all the performances, Charlize played it pretty standard. She can do no wrong. She's she so can do no wrong. Um, but uh, I really do think she was fantastic. Yeah. Like she's the she best part of the movie, in, in my opinion. She was great. And um, so it's just, there's so much and it is definitely fun at points, but it's also a little bit exhausting and tiring in terms of the over the top cheesiness. The, like I said, the style of filmmaking at points is like a little too much and way too stylized. And it's just, it's just so weird how two hours went by and it was like, boom, bang. Like, that's what I watched. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, I'd be interested to hear someone's review of this who walked away with like really getting something out of this. Yeah. That's part of what I, that's why I keep bringing up the, the Fast and Furious thing because I'm like, who watches the Fast and Furious and is like, like. Exactly. Who gets anything out of that? Um, and I think that that's part of what was so, ups I guess, disappointing about the movie was that I thought it was something that leaned more towards like, you know, serious filmmaking and less blockbustery. And and uh, yeah, that, that, you know, because because of the awards that it got and because of, you know, the types of people who were talking about this movie at the time that, you know, made me really think like, OK, like this is a legit, like really good movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it Ooh, this, this reminds me of something. word in hindsight, you know, and I think like, you know, recency bias is real. Speaking of recency bias, this reminds me of something. Speaking of movies I haven't seen, do you think that this is 2015's Top Gun Maverick? In a way, maybe I think Top Gun Maverick was better than this movie. <laughs> well, I would hope so, but I'm just like, I have not watched that movie cause I'm like, oh, planes fly around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's uh, fair. Like, I, I don't know. It's like, did you walk away? Like, oh, I like the story in that. I, but I, I haven't seen it, so I can't say anything. I'm saying that's what's making me go not want to watch it. There is better character development in Top Gun Maverick than mm -hmm. than this movie, 100%. Yeah. 
Okay. So, but I, I get what you're saying in terms of like old heads went to go see this movie because it was a remake of what they watched as a kid or whatever. Yeah, and it got Oscar buzz and like legit yeah. people are like, no, it's actually like a good movie. Like you gotta gotta go see it. Uh, yeah, this yeah. one's definitely more wallpaper than Top Gun Maverick, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you know, I, I get where you, I get where that comparison can be made. Um, but yeah, I think this one is it's just. I think the scale of it got the movie hyped up more than what it what it was. So yeah, the, I think that overall, my my you know a total opinion of the movie is: Am I glad that I've seen it now? Yes. Would I go back and watch this one again? Probably not. Me you know, either. That, that's kind of where I am at with it. I not think enough my, substance. Not enough yeah. substance. Um, I think my favorite part of the movie is the kill of the bad guy, which. In a way, it's a little bit anticlimactic, and the reason why I say that is like it, it, it's it, it's not during a climax of the movie. It's just during because everything is boom, 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 blah, 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 the whole movie, the yeah. whole movie, the actual kill of the bad guy is just another thing that happens, mm-hmm. and it's not like a you know finally getting up and getting to the point of it. You know, it's just it just happens. Um, but the reason why I say it's my favorite part of the movie is it's we were just begging for this gore the whole time. Yeah, just something a little it. more violent. And this was like the most they could do while keeping up. I'm assuming this movie is PG-13. There's no way it's not. I would they, assume they so, too. rarely curse. There's almost no. If, they, if it was R, they wasted. <laughs> they wasted, wasted an, an R rating, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. That, but, yeah, just we finally got the gore that we were looking for. And, you know, it was something that happened part of a plot, you know, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I think that my least favorite part of the movie is just the, uh, like, my least favorite part of the movie is the same reason that the movie is highly t- touted and why it's critically acclaimed. And it's the excess of, of action. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean violence. You know, I love an excess of violence. <laughs> you know, it's an excess of action. It's just explosions, 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 cars running into cars, vroom, cars vroom, running into bang, bang, bang. And that's it. You yeah. know, it's, it's just action. It's not violence. It's not substance. It's just action. Uh, my favorite part of the movie uh, it's it's got to be the the character design of a lot of these characters. They look really really cool. I love how creative. I thought you were gonna say guitar guy in general. <laughs> guitar guy is sick for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like but that's exactly it. Like these the, just kind of going off the walls with the design and uh, motivations and stuff of all these characters. We haven't even mentioned one of the, this the bad guy's sons who has clearly has diabetes. <laughs> Oh yeah, with his big <laughs> ho- hog foot, you know. Yeah, he just has like a big melted fat foot. Yeah, and uh, he does he does resemble the penguin from the Batman a little bit, but uh, yeah, it's just there's so many different types of characters with so many interesting costumes and makeup, and it's uh, really cool and it would be fucking awesome in a video game, and uh, really would. My least favorite part of the movie is not having anything to take away from it and just being like, okay, that was. That was that. It was like fireworks. It's like going to a fireworks show. I don't know. Um, so I, I just want more out of movies. And especially if you're going to do this for two hours, give me something. I like the uh, the comparison to fireworks because fireworks is something that's like, oh, this is cool to watch while it's happening. But no one has like heartfelt memories of watching fireworks. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. With all that said, what do you what would you rate this one out of 10? Honestly, I feel like I'm, I'm just going to go with a straight five out of 10. Um, like you said, there's just no substance. There's nothing to bring it above a five, but for the sheer scale of the movie and the cinematography and the, you know, color palettes and all of the things that went into the movie stylistically, 
I think is what is, you know, I'll give that the five. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely closer to a four than a, than a six. Interesting. You say that my score would be a four and a half out of 10. There you go. There you go. This one was disappointing. And is it one of the best movies we've never seen? I will say no, this. because we've seen it. We have seen it. That's right. We have completed this one. I hope you guys, uh, we have part two coming up. Um, tell us what you think of the series. I'm going to go ahead and say, go ahead and t- tell us what you think of the series. This is fun. But anyways, I want to say my, the last thought I have on this legitimately, I'm trying to give it a fair chance. I do think I would have liked this movie more, at least initially, if I saw it in theaters. That's it. But and uh, let us know yeah. if you guys went to go see this movie when it came out. What did you think about it? Yeah. when it first came out. What what, what are y'all's thoughts? And have you rewatched it since? What do you think since the, since it came out? Almost ten years later, how do you really feel about? How it? How do you really feel? Um, but we are going to go into part two. Uh, it's going to be again a little bit of a you know uh, themed 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 part two um part of this you know best movies we've never seen series um so stick around all right see you soon and welcome back to part two of the best movies we've never seen series and we've got one movie crossed off the list no longer a best movie we've never seen now that we've seen it and here in our heads we're, we remember the Oscar buzz and so here's my thing about this <laughs> how many how many movies won best picture <laughs> since this movie came out and where what movie won best picture this year I mean Daniel been racking our brains We've been racking our brains. This year as in 2015, the year that yeah, Mad this year, Max came out. The year that Mad Max came out. What movie won Best Picture? And we're trying to remember all these fucking <laughs> movies that we've seen. It's really hard. And it's really hard because it's like movies are kind of a snapshot of your life. And I think that that's something really interesting about this series, right? Mm. Is that the, whatever movie won Best Picture that year, almost guarantee we've seen it, right? So we know yeah. like this year, I'm in my head, it's Birdman, Right. Because 2015, because I'm thinking, OK, because the biggest thing for me, this good is good answer, good <laughs> answer. My my entire life is defined by two errors before I started dating Taylor and after mm-hmm. <laughs> before we got together. So I know for a fact that we watched The Revenant together when we first started dating. And I think that that was the year that the that it, it either won Best Picture or was nominated for Best Picture. I think it was nominated for Best Picture and it lost to Spotlight. And that was 2016. And then 2017 was Shape of Water, because I remember watching that in theaters with Taylor. So then 2018 would be Moonlight, and then 2019 would be Green, Green Book. Book. These are our guesses. We're I about know, to look these up. I know Green Book <laughs> won while I was in college, because, you know, all of my um, my film uh, student friends were complaining about that this because there was another movie that we thought should have won. I can't remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see who that beat out. I forget. Yeah, and then... 2020 was Parasite, Parasite. Fam- famously Parasite, Parasite. One, one during the pandemic year, um, par- a movie called Parasite one during the pandemic. Right. Um, and then, and also who won the Super Bowl these years? Fuck. Okay. <laughs> so when, cause these go around the same time, right? right? So when the chiefs won the Super Bowl, okay. the first time is when Parasite. Okay. Now, uh, when Parasite won, that means bubble. So that means Lakers won the NBA championship. So I'm, I'm going to add a little bit to that. Okay. Uh, 2021 is when the Bucks beat the Suns. So 2015, is that the first year we had Kevin Durant on the Warriors? 2018, you said? It is. 2015. Oh, no. 
No. So 2015 was still in the Warriors era. <laughs> okay. So 2015 is Harrison Barnes Splash Brother yes, era. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is so long ago. <laughs> so if that's that, is this okay? So then is 2015 is 2015 Rams Patriots? Or or is 2015 the the <laughs> the biggest comeback the the it's Falcons? Falcons. I don't remember. I'm so bad at football. Dude. That's why I got to do my basketball. This is, this is like crazy <laughs> to think about. Yeah, so. The same year that the Warriors started their dynasty, which was 2015, right? It's Steph Curry's first MVP. I believe so. Is potentially the same, is the same year that Mad Max, Mad Max Fury Road was in the Oscars and yeah. came out, whatever. Oh, but if it came out in 2015, it, it wasn't nominated for the Oscars until 2016. Okay. So it, whatever movies it was up against was in 2016, not even 2015. So so here's our, shit, our official guesses are 2015 Birdman, 2016. Either the, uh, this is Spotlight, I'm thinking. Spotlight, 2017 Shape of Water, 2018, 2018 Moonlight, 2019 Green Book, Green Book. 2020, 2020 Parasite. Parasite and then 2021 and 2022 are, I, are fucking blank. I don't know. Those were during the pandemic. So so Parasite yeah, like won just yeah. before the pandemic started because this was in February, March, right? So just the very beginning. No one remembers anything that fucking happened for the next two years. Yeah, why can I not? Nobody remembers. I don't and, and then and then uh the you know 2023 is uh Everything everywhere all, all at once. once, which that's like more fresh in my mind. Like that's more fresh in my mind, every, particularly because we knew we were like, the, it has to win. Yeah. Everywhere on the quiet front or whatever that movie was called was nominated for everything that year. So I remember that definitely. It's funny, too, because I don't watch the Oscars. I watch YMS's Adam and Pals doing the Oscars. <laughs> like what year did who wants to fucking watch? The what Oscars year did anymore? Chris uh, did Chris Rock get slapped by Will Smith? Was that this year? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. remember. Um, anyways, so uh, we have our guesses all the way through 2020. Let's go ahead and check and see if we are wrong or right. All right. We did pretty damn good. Were, yeah. we, were, how, we, were how, we perfect? No. How, how close were we? We're pretty close. We, we've, uh, we flip-flopped one. Everything. Look. All right. We, our guesses were 2015 Birdman. That is correct. Boom. Uh, 2016, we said Spotlight. That is correct. Boom. Um, 2017, Moonlight. So that one we were wrong on. Um, we thought that it was Shape of Water, then Moonlight. Incorrect. It was Moonlight, 2017, then Shape of Water, 2018. 2019, Green Book. We got that right. 2020, Parasite. We got that right. And here are the ones that we did not remember that we couldn't think of. So 2021 was Nomadland. And then 2022, we forgot about this one, Coda. Oh, Coda. right. That's the 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 deaf movie. The or deaf the, movie. The deaf girl. Uh huh. And I think the representation wasn't that released on Apple TV. I don't remember. I could have sworn it was. If it if was, it was that's that kind of that, a big deal. That Oscar was a a bot. <laughs> they bought that Oscar. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if Coda was up against Sound of Metal. You think there was two deaf movies? Yeah, because like, like, that's like, oh, which one do you pick? Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. But that you know out. what, though? 
I think we're going to find out because I have I have some more information here uh-huh. that's going to make this a little bit more interesting for us. Okay. Okay. I don't know about the listeners, but I think this is going to be crazy. <laughs> for so, us, it'll be fun. So here is some interesting movies that were up against some of these Best Picture winners. Okay. 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 So in the year that Birdman won, I think you and I agreed that Birdman should have won. Okay. okay? The only other movie that I think it's worth bringing up that was that was it was up against was Whiplash. Oh, it was up two drum Whiplash. movies. If you think about it, <laughs> Birdman has a drum set playing throughout the entirety of the movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to call it a drum. I don't think the movie's about drums, but yeah. I didn't say it was about drums. I said it was a drum movie. You okay. fucking idiot. Fair enough. Don't look at me like that fine, ever fine, again. Fine, fine, fine. Do whatever you want. Okay, Literally so. drum, more drums in that movie than Whiplash. We were you correct. Know you know, Listen. No, no, no. We're derailing this shit. Fuck you for that look. I never saw a drum. There's no drums in the movie. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road was up against Spotlight. And famously for us, also The Big Short was in that that mm. same class. Me and Daniel went to go see the big short and spotlight back to back and uh, double feature. Angelica double feature. It was a great day. Um, we'll never forget that. Um, also, if you're, if you're planning on watching those movies back to back, start with the big short. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think so. Mad Max was up against those two. Another movie from that sa- two movies from that same year that I think are both worthy. Yeah. Worthy was the Martian. Oh, I haven't seen that. Add that to Add the that list. To the list. Best, best movies, movies I haven't seen. seen. And The Revenant. The Revenant was 2015. Ah. Uh-huh. Sorry, 2016 was the, the Oscars. 2015 is when the movies came yeah. out. God, so confusing. I know. Years. I know. It's, it's just like basketball. It's like, well, the season started this year. So Spotlight beat The Revenant. So Spotlight beat The Big Short. Mad Max Fury Road, The Martian, and The Revenant. Now, see, that's I re- in, that's a fantastic year for movies. It is, but I, re- I remember Spotlight winning being a little controversial because it was like, in terms of filmmaking itself, like you're not doing a whole lot. <laughs> you know, there's not much. You know what I'm saying? Where also, at, The um, Revenant's like we filmed in the cold and we almost died, but at the same time, but that doesn't I make your movie much, good. I would much rather watch Spotlight again than The Revenant. So yeah, listen, it, one of our favorite creators, you know, YMS, we always says, um, if your goal is to make a movie about a white wall, you can accomplish your goal. It doesn't make the movie good. Um, if your goal is to be as realistic and authentic as possible and put your crew at risk to die, and <laughs> we could have blah 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 blah. blah, blah. Okay, that doesn't make the movie good. It just I haven't seen The Revenant since the first time I watched it. I have no interest in ever watching it again. It wasn't a, you know, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't a movie that I think should have won. And guess what? Even of that list, I don't even think if taking Spotlight out of there, I don't think The Revenant would be my second pick. I do think The Big Short would have won for me over that. And probably uh, The Martian too. And Room came out that year as well. Hmm. All right. All right. So for Moonlight, I think the most, uh, obviously La La Land is the famous, famously, you know, pitted against it because they said La La Land, but they didn't win. But Whiplash Part 2, this is that guy's second movie. Yeah. So Arrival was the other movie that I thought was interesting. Wow. Yeah, Arrival. I didn't even know it got that much, like, critical acclaim. Shape of Water. I think this was one that you said you don't remember any movie that was up against Shape of Water. Yeah, this is hard to remember. Um, so this was up against again. Shape of Water. I didn't see either, so I've never seen Shape of Water. So really, um, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. He's one of our. He's one of my favorites. Here's some of the interesting ones. So it's up against a yet another movie that is famously on our list of best movies we've never seen of Dunkirk. Oh wow! Yeah, it was up against Get Out, uh, Lady Bird, 
it was up against. I did not know Lady Bird was nominated for Best Picture. Me Holy either. shit! Wow. And here's the this this one hurts my heart, man. Because I, I, I think this movie should have beaten out all of the movies I just mentioned. Three billboards. Yeah, that movie lost to Shape of Water, and I was like, it should have beat all of these movies. Like, uh, listen, I, Shape of Water is not bad, but again, I have not gone back to watch Shape of Water. When I watched Three Billboards. I bought that movie on 4K like the next day and I was like, I need to own this movie and I've seen it like four times since then. So, um, yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh, Green Book, another one. This was a controversial one too, uh, partially because like at least when I was in college at the time, a lot of my friends, like we didn't agree with the movie that won. But now that I'm looking back at it, I I don't think any of these movies should have won. <laughs> Remember when we said like 2015, like that was a great year for movies. This is a terrible year for movies. Terrible. And I will, I'll tell you why. When you hear this list, you're going to go, this is the wild dreams fucking nightmare. Nightmare of a year. Okay. Green book biopic black Klansman biopic Bohemian Rhapsody biopic. Oh my God. Bohemian a star is born remake vice a biopic. Holy shit. The only movies on here that are not a biopic is Black Panther, a Marvel movie. Oh my God. <laughs> and The Favorite. The Favorite. That oh, was the Emma Stone movie. I, with the, that, yeah. I'm going to add that to my best movies I haven't, haven't seen because I've really? only seen the first 20 minutes of it. I had to turn oh, it off. Oh, dude. Yeah. That's yeah. a good one to watch for sure. Yeah. Um, which, interesting enough, we were talking about potentially doing poor things this week. Yeah, um, we were trying to which do is poor another, things. Another, like, you know, Emma Stone. Yorgos uh, Lentimos yeah. movie. Yeah. And, um, but uh, obviously, you know, we're in Denver and they don't give a fuck about cinema. So uh, you can't watch any movies when they come out if they're not blockbuster fucking movies. Um, it was just it just hurt my heart to see that like we couldn't there was nowhere we could go to see this movie. And it's playing at the Angelica this weekend in Dallas. <sighs> but yeah, that's that list is a fucking nightmare. Just biopic, 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 biopic. And then the one that won is a biopic. It's just like, is this is this the air? Like we talked about, like, when did this start? And we talked about 42 being like the one that we remember started. This is the fucking catalyst of like, oh, if you want to be in the Oscars, you better have a biopic. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocket Man, the year or two after that. Whatever. Bohemian Rhapsody definitely launched the fucking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to make every every. It's like it got to the point of like Rocket Man, where I was like, he's still alive, isn't he? And it's like, okay, so we're not even waiting for artists to die before making a biopic. I'm like, I'm not saying it's a necessary criteria, but it's like, why can't he just tell his life story? Why do you have to make a fucking movie, anyways? Um. So yeah, that move that year is a nightmare. So then we have the parasite year. This is one that I think you and I agreed on uh, again, where we were like, okay, this movie deserves to win best picture. And there was no other movie um, that came close. And I do agree with that. Um, still even reading this list. However, I think some of the interesting ones to come up here is uh, Jojo rabbit. Add that to your list of best movies you've never seen. Cause I know you haven't. And it's a fantastic, I don't even know if I'm going to let you do it for this series. I might make you watch that movie before <laughs> we get to do it on the pod. Jojo rabbit, the Joker or not the Joker, just Joker, Joker, um, marriage story. I remember that being like, there was a bunch of, uh, fucking fangirls who wanted marriage story to be the winner. Um, and once upon a time in Hollywood, which I agree with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood not winning. Obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a Tarantino fan, but um, yeah, I, I still think Parasite is just clear. Yeah, all Parasite does clear. Because you also have Ford versus Ferrari, <clears throat> biopic, um, The Irishman. Who the fuck watched The Irishman? Me. 
Eventually. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> hey, right? uh, it was good. 1917, which we, you and I think is just so overrated. I don't care how you filmed it. It's a fucking war movie. A war movie is a war movie. It's a war movie. It's a war yeah. movie. Not since fucking Saving Private Ryan has there been a good war movie ever made. Exactly. If, you're, if your entire marketing campaign is, it's, it's look at how it was filmed. One shot. Okay. I don't give a fuck. What's the story about? <laughs> what is the movie? The fact that the well, only you, thing interesting about your movie is that it's in one take. Yeah. And not that the plot is good and not that it is an interesting or new and creative story. It's a new way of telling you. So I don't care yeah. at all. Yeah. The behind the scenes is the appeal. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one, <laughs> this one's pretty bad. Okay, because, is, right, yeah. because, okay, so this is the year that Sound of Metal was nominated. 2021? Was 2021. It should have beat fucking Nomadland. It should have beat Nomadland. It's way, it fucking clears Nomadland. But tell me, not only if you have seen, but if you have heard of these other movies, okay? Okay. The Father. I've heard of it. It's about a man with dementia. Judas and the Black Messiah. I thought that was like a Netflix movie. Mank. Oh, David Fincher. Minari. Minari, Minari, Stephen Yoon is in the movie. That's on. Uh, that's on our list. <laughs> that's on our uh, promising young woman. Best movies I haven't seen. Uh, promising young woman. That one was controversial because of the quality of the movie. But yeah, that one had Carrie. I forget her last name in it. But just a revenge flick about her, you know, getting back uh, all the guys who made advances at her or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I've, I've never even heard but this of is it. definitely the least, like, I haven't yeah, seen like these are any like, of these. Yeah, this is not, I mean, again, this is coming off the COVID year, so I get it. Um, yeah. And then The Trial of Chicago 7 that has Borat in it. Another Netflix movie. What the so hell? So it's like streaming movies were dominating this year because it's yeah. fucking. Judas and the Black yeah, Messiah was with the COVID uh, year. Daniel Kaluuya, right? Sure. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't know. I've never Netflix heard. Movie. I've never heard of that. But that's just I, odd that we're starting to get these streamings. A streaming ton of streaming. And Mank a bunch was streaming of unknown well. movies, and yeah. that was just yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Um. And then the year that Coda won. This is the year that Belfast was nominated. Okay. Um. Don't look up. Nominated. What that movie is so fucking trash. Yeah, that movie is very overrated and extremely dated. If yeah. you did not watch that movie during the pandemic, you won't understand it. That you movie, won't yeah. care. If you like, I, I feel like if like if I had kids in like you know thirty years from now, and and they're like older, I'm like, oh yeah, there's this old movie, and I showed it to them and didn't explain the context <laughs> of the pandemic, they'd be like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's just a movie that's a reflection of what we were literally living through, and it was like, yeah, that movie gets worse every day. Yeah, every, every day, day that, that we get removed from the pandemic, mm-hmm. the movie becomes more and more dated yeah. and more and more of a fucking. Like when time it came capsule. out, I was like, okay, it's all right. Yeah, it was still a little bit too far after. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then Drive My Car. That's on our list. Best movies we've never seen. Um, so long. Dune. I think one of the most overrated fucking movies of all time. We can talk about that in another series. This is also the year that King Richard was nominated. Uh, another fucking biopic. One of our least favorite concepts of a movie. <laughs> and this one was definitely one that we were just completely over biopics by this point. Um, Licorice Pizza was nominated. It's all right. Uh, I think that movie should probably should have been canceled. Uh, <laughs> Nightmare Alley was also nominated. That movie is oh, another that's one. Del Toro again, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Nightmare Alley. It's not a movie that I think I would ever come back to. It's also it has a spoiler, so it's like you know the rewatchability is is lower for any movie with a spoiler. Um, the Power of the Dog is that movie is nothing. That mo- that movie is wallpaper. 
that's another movie that like the uh, the fucking stylization of the movie is more important than the actual plot and whatever. And West Side Story, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Oh, musical? I was like, I sure. Let's remake a remake of a remake of a remake of a remake of a story that's been done a thousand fucking times. Okay, so this is so not for Best Picture because it's Steven Spielberg. Bro. So this was Coda. Yeah, haven't seen it. It was what Belfast. Belfast. Haven't seen it. It was Power of the Dog. Power of the Dog. Haven't seen it. Drive My Car. Haven't seen it. Licorice Pizza. Haven't seen it. Nightmare Alley. Haven't seen it. King Richard. Have not seen it. What's that sort? Have not seen it. And then, of course, this year. <laughs> Do you see why we started the podcast? Uh, we said we really wanted to start going to the theaters more. Yeah. I'm not missing no more movies like this But anymore. then it's like we go back to 2015. We're like, oh, all of these movies were fantastic. Like, yeah. yeah well, of course, we were out of our way to make sure that we watched some of these. Ugh, it's just. Yeah. yeah. Um, in my defense, though, I have seen uh, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog. But the rest of them I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once was this year, obviously. All Quiet, on the, so. All Quiet on the Western Front was nominated. Avatar was nominated. The Banshees of Insurance. That's on our list. It is on our list. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> the you ain't none but hell no. Give me an Oscar. Hey, no, no, hey, hey, lady. Hey there, lady. Ooh, I'm, I like peanut butter. And They're going to be real fucking mad when I make my Michael Jackson biopic <laughs> and I make it very accurate. <laughs> and it's called Thriller. Oh, that's the name of the movie. It's Thriller. Because that's, that's the name of his fucking song. Fucking biopics. Fucking biopics. It's so easy. It's so fucking easy to do. And everyone clapped. <laughs> you, you know what? Uh, speaking of movies, uh, speaking of biopics, sorry. A movie that is really, really good at being the extreme antithesis to the biopic is Inside Lewin Davis. Have you seen that? No. Man. The Fablemans was nominated. Did not see that one. Tar was nominated. That's still on my list of yeah. movies to watch, although Daniel did watch it and his review didn't make me want to go watch it. Uh, you can actually listen to Daniel's review of that movie on our Instagram. That's right. So maybe we won't do it for this series. Top Gun Maverick. Have you seen it? Add it to your list. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Triangles of Sadness. Oh, Triangle of Sadness. I have seen that one. I haven't. And Women Talking. You talking about The View? If I wanted that, I'll go home. My wife will nag. <laughs> and that's actually going to be it for part two. This movie's been out for a long time. So a lot of the trivia, you guys should already know about most of it and how it was all practical and there was a ton of footage and blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, we want to, we want to series really, isn't really about that. Exactly. We want to introduce this series the right way. Uh, that's why we want to go down memory lane with these best pictures, show you how many we missed and, what and it, get a good snapshot of the time yeah. and the era. We want you to understand the, the series and what it is. Cause it's not, Oh, we got to go watch power of the dog now. No, it's saying which one of these piqued our interest and we missed it. And we're going to be doing this series, uh, as we need to and want to throughout the rest of the podcast. And so hopefully it's something that you guys enjoy. We hope so. We, we like to introduce new episode ideas and series. Yeah. Let us know what you guys think. If there's been a movie we've mentioned on the pod that you think we should have seen, feel free to let us know. Um, 
you know, maybe it gets added to the list. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I think this was a lot of fun. And I'm just so happy that this series is going to finally give us the opportunity to cross some of these off. Yes. And uh, eventually we will no longer have a list of best movies we've never seen. I hope so. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And don't forget, you guys can get involved in the conversation. We are at Wild Dream Pod on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter. And Twitter. Do you have some series ideas that you want us to do? Send them our way. Okay. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you think of this movie. If you've seen it before, let us know what you thought of it when you first watched it and how you feel about it now. And we will see you guys next time. We love you. We kiss you. Good night.